0: Scripture text comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 10 through 18 Now I appeal to you brothers and sisters by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that all of you be in agreement and that there be no divisions among you but that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there are quarrels among you, my brothers and sisters. What I mean is that each of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one can say that you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize but to proclaim the gospel, and not with eloquent wisdom, so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its power. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. God. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, we thank you for Paul's words for the Corinthians and for us as we are part of our own society, God, we know that divisions occur, and so we pray that you would protect us so that we might always be united. Amen. Is this coffee cup empty? Dang it. (laughs) Pop quiz, pop quiz for you today. Does anybody know what the word homoousios means? If it helps, it's Greek. No, okay. So it means of the same substance. Of the same substance. Does anybody know what the word homoousios means? It's also Greek. And it means of similar substance. Of the same substance or of similar substance? This piece of bread right here, if I break it, is homoousios, of the same substance. It has come from each other. If I were to give this to somebody and this to somebody, it would taste the same. It was of the same substance. If I took this piece of bread and this piece of bread, this would be homoi usias, of similar substance. There is wheat and there is flour and there is sugar and there is water and there is yeast in both of these, but they are different. They are not of the same substance. They are similar in substance. In 325 A.D., there was a council that met in Nicaea, the product of which can be found in the hymnal, the Nicene Creed, and it, they gathered to discuss this very nature of Jesus Christ and God and the Holy Spirit, and they confirmed with each other that Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and God the Father were of the same substance. They were homoousios. Well, of course, there were some folks that didn't like that. And so they wanted to split, split off of the church in 325 A.D. There was a second council of Nicaea, a third council of Nicaea, and still no progress. Eventually, in 1025 or 1054 A.D., the Great Schism happened. And at which point, the East Church pulled away from the West Church, and you have Roman Catholicism in the West and Eastern Orthodoxy in the East. And Paul, before all of that, wrote to the church in Corinth and said, By the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, be in agreement, and that there is to be no division among you. My first duty station was in the base chapel at Naples, Italy. And I know, I know, I know what you're thinking. Italy? The travel, the pizza, the pasta, the pizza, the wine, the pizza. All fantastic. All of that was fantastic. But trust me when I tell you that it was the most challenging and difficult duty station to which I had ever been assigned. It was the chapel itself that made it so horrible and the kind of church that I hope to never encounter again. In my time there, among other things, I was told that my robes and my stoles and my materials could not be in the same room as one of the other denominations in the chapel. I was asked what I was going to do about the two people that were attending my congregation and whose sins were so great that they weren't accepted in any of the other congregations and, for that matter, in the chapel. Can you believe that? On the chapel Facebook page... One of the congregations actually told folks not to attend Sunday services because a heretic was preaching, The heretic who was a Presbyterian 06 chaplain. He's like three or four ranks above me. He is the sixth fleet chaplain. He is the chaplain that oversees all of the other chaplains in Europe, a heretic, because he preached at my service. Before all of this, Paul wrote, Brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, be united in the same mind. While I was in San Diego a couple of months ago, I was talking with a fellow chaplain who was associated with the Anglican Church. If you know anything about the Wesleyan movement, John Wesley was Anglican and remained Anglican through his life. He was this chaplain was very aware of the 2019 specially called general conference and the turmoil that had ensued after that. That general conference was supposed to be the definitive conference regarding the United Methodist stance on self-avowed and practicing homosexual clergy and the issue of same-sex marriage. My Anglican chaplain friend had hoped, against all hope, that we would find a way to not divide. And that if the United Methodist Church could do that, they would be the first denomination to figure it out. All of the other mainline Protestant churches have already experienced the division from this issue. And so that you are all up to date, the regularly scheduled General Conference will be held this May in Minneapolis, Minnesota. There will be lots of proposals that will be introduced. One of them will be chosen and then we'll all figure out a way ahead from that. Right now, nothing has happened. Nothing has changed. If nothing new happens from that general conference, there will be angry people on both sides of the issue and a high probability that there will be division anyway. If something new comes from that general conference, it will likely include a division. But church, are we not already divided on this issue? And Paul wrote, before all of this, I appeal to you by this name of our Lord Jesus Christ, be united in the same purpose. Do you remember a time when this church and the East Church and the South Church were in ministry together? I've only been here a short while, but I frequently hear about the ecumenical and collegial approach to ministry that took place in Darlington. And what strikes me the most is how everyone loved it. And how everyone wishes that it would be like that again. I love that there is a Super Bowl Sunday. Some of you have even spent your entire lives with folks at each of those churches, right? Some of you have family members at those other churches, right? I wish that I could have been around for that because it sounds fantastic. I mean, who doesn't want to worship with friends and loved ones that attend a different church and to share in the commonality, to to emphasize the most important thing, to highlight what it is that makes us Christian. And not so much Darlington, UMC, or East Church, or South Church. Three different expressions of faith coming together to focus on the love of Jesus Christ. That must have been really, really exciting. In the first verse I read this morning, Paul makes this appeal. Brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. Division is easy to find. It's everywhere. And the church has known its fair share of it. Paul's appeal seems to have fallen on deaf ears from the get-go and for generations and generations. I belong to Paul. I belong to Apollos. I belong to Cephas. I belong to Christ. The church in Corinth, as we discussed last Sunday, was surrounded by all kinds of these counter-Christian opportunities. And those distractions would definitely try to tear that church apart, and Paul knew it. But even within the church, there was a chance of a distraction. Paul asked them a couple of simple questions. They're so simple. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? What I hear from Paul is a call to all of these various fractions of Christians to let the main thing be the main thing. All this other stuff is just stuff robes not touching other robes, sinners not being welcomed. Issues of doctrine, in the end, that's all stuff. It was Jesus who was crucified. Let's not forget that. It was Jesus' crucifixion that offered salvation. Let's not forget about that. It was a baptism in the name of Jesus that transforms our hearts and our lives. At the heart of Paul's simple question, what is the main thing? What is the main thing? If the main thing is Jesus Christ, then it's not Paul or Apollos or Cephas or Southern Baptist, or Episcopalian, or Presbyterian, or Roman Catholic, or Anglican, or even United Methodist. If the main thing is Jesus Christ, then it's not adultery, or lying, or stealing, or even homosexuality. It's about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one that loves beyond our capacity to love. Jesus Christ is the one that suffered on the cross so that every single contrite and repentant sinner can have salvation. Jesus Christ is the one that has come from God Almighty homoousios, of the same substance. Not you and not me. Jesus Christ will be the one that changes and shapes and molds people into whomever God wants them to be and when God wants them to be that. Our task is the task outlined by Paul and his letter to the church in Corinth, to remain united in our single-mindedness of worshiping and loving Jesus Christ. And our task is to remain united in our purpose, which is to be used by Jesus Christ in such a way that others will hear and feel and see the good news that is Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? We have seen the good news, O oh, God. We have seen it in our lives. We have experienced the transformations that have happened in us because of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. God, help us to unite around that. We pray, God, that when we are united and when we can stay and remain united, that we might be a powerful and mighty witness to our community and to our families and to all. All this we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.